Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host. And I got to tell you guys, like, I got this dude coming on the show today that I saw him speak. I, it was a live stream that my buddy Eric Swanson did um, at the um, at his event. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But um, I got this guy. I, I saw him speak and I was like, man, this dude just lit up the stage. And so I, I had to have him on the show. So I want to welcome my new buddy, Tucker Bearden, to the show. Tucker, welcome, buddy. man. Hey, man, thank you so much for having me on the show, Ken. It truly is a blessing. By the way, that intro video is amazing. It's wait gonna be one of the best I've ever seen. Wait till you see my new one coming out, and probably tomorrow, man. It's it's amazing. Hey, Nazira, Nazira's on the show tomorrow. Nazira, good to see you. Howdy, so, howdy. So um, now you sound like you may may have a um, Canadian accent. Yeah, yeah. Eric Swanson calls it Arkansonian. Arkansonian, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so so Tucker. Um, you know, I, I created this show a couple years ago to give back to the world, to help people get unstuck. You know, we all get stuck in life and, mm -hmm. and man, especially right now, we get really, really stuck right now. There's a lot of people suffering. So, so, you know, I think that by hearing other people's stories, we, we have a tendency of, of growing. You know what I mean? So, so why don't we start with you telling everybody where you were born and raised? All right. Well, uh, I was, I was born in a little place called Dumas, Arkansas. I wasn't raised there. Um, uh, I was raised on the side of the Arkansas river, a little place. Uh, a, it's, it's 52 miles from the closest town and hard to find on Google. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's on the side. It's just a little spot on the side of the Arkansas River. Uh, it's in the middle of nowhere, and I mean that that was home. And then I ended up going to school in a little place called Star City, Arkansas. Uh, probably a population of I don't know two thousand, three thousand people. Not really sure. It's wow. A lot bigger now, but it wasn't then. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's where that's, that's about that's about it. I think that. <laughs> we went down my uh my wife has family in um in little rock he's one of the largest commercial real estate people in the country out of little rock and 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 somebody in her family i don't remember all the details but somebody got married and we went we went west of little rock about i don't know forever and we were in the middle of nowhere on a farm is where they got married. And it was a gorgeous, beautiful setting. But it was hot, man. It was hotter than the hinges of hell. And I, I'll never forget, I was wearing a sport coat and, 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 and her cousin walked up to me and I had sweat dripping off of me. It, I was just drenched in sweat. And he goes, why are you wearing that sport coat, man? You're not, you're not in the wedding. <laughs> and I said, hallelujah, man. I took that thing off. It was hot down there. I mean, real hot. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, man, especially in, for some reason around the farmlands, uh, like I used to lay poly pipe and, uh, work on work in the 
fields and stuff. Yeah. And I cannot tell you how many times I had heat strokes and passed out, woke up in the dirt. Uh, just like, I mean, it, 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 cause it don't just get hot. It gets humid. Oh, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. The humidity. And what makes it worse, oh. what makes it worse is you can always hear them Katie dids in the background. They're going, <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> they always torment you when it's really hot. <laughs> I know, man. It's crazy. So, so you, so is that, that's where you grew up down there? Yeah, sure. I grew up, I didn't grow up near Little Rock. I, I grew up, uh, like, um, the bottom right half of Arkansas on Arkansas okay. River. That's okay. that was that was home for me. Yeah. I got you. So, uh, um, what what was it like? Did you have any challenges growing up, or just a normal normal childhood? Well, I mean, I I grew up. I'm an I have Aspergers, which is uh, or I am an Aspie. It's a form of autism, a neurological abnormality that hinders one's natural abilities to understand social cues as well as emotional responses so um if anybody watching if y'all have ever seen the big bang theory um sheldon has asperger's so uh, it, you have a, a little bit of a preconceived notion as to what it is and 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 what you can expect out of people what's up joshua joshua colella's on here y'all have got to check him out that man is amazing um you should have him on your show um awesome Hit me, um, hit me up, Joshua. Let's roll. Yeah, he, he's got a new company that he's working on. It's a, it's phenomenal. But I, so, I mean, when it comes to the challenges, like, I just, I couldn't understand people. Like, as a kid, I never was really a kid. Uh, I never was a child, so to speak. Um, it was, it was. Um, What's that? What, 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 what do you mean by that? Uh, so, whenever I, I, for instance, when I went to school, I never could understand the other kids. And it was, it, 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 and most Aspies explain this experience in different ways. Okay. Um, explain being grown as a child and never actually having that mentality or, or maybe the freedom mentality of a child. It's always okay. been, it's always been, ev everything is something curious. Everything has to be taken apart. Everything is, is, it has to be broken down. Why? There's so many why questions instead of just letting go, being free, living it. A kid doesn't ask why we go to the beach or why the sand falls between his toes, right, you know, right. or like why, why does the sand fall slower in the water than it does in the air? Right. Like these right. kind of questions kids don't wow. ask. Well, I did. Wow. <laughs> And, uh, but, but the greatest challenge really was just connecting to people. You know, I mean, I never could understand like the fact we're having a conversation right now. It was not possible before. Wow. Um, I would, I would, uh, a lot of times it, I would rock back and forth and I still do sometimes I'll rock back and forth and you'll catch me doing things like this. Um, like it, it, it comes back every now and then. Um, but it was really just social, social issues. Um, yeah. Like a, I have a lot of bullying. Bullying was a big problem, uh, but it's, I mean, I was different, you know, and yeah. now that I look back on it, it was, I think I, it was partially it was my fault. I didn't stick up for myself. I, I had no self-confidence. Uh, I mean, I, I put myself in the positions to be uh, done that way. Um, but it also comes with the fact that where I was from, there were no kids. Uh, so most of my friends 
were adults. They're a bunch of rednecks. We they sit around drinking beer and and listening to country music. Yeah, riding on the boat, go to the sandbar, swim in the water, repeat, go fishing, kill snakes off the dock. You know what I mean? That that, that sounds like a country song. That sounds like that's my life. Welcome, welcome to the life of Tucker Bearden. (laughs) So, So that's funny, dude. So, so you um. I mean, did you, I mean, did you end up graduating high school? Yeah. yeah okay. I graduated high school. Uh, did you go to college? Was, no, okay. I had, I had no, I had no goals that required college. Gotcha. So after high school, what did you do? Where, where, where'd you end up? Did you work as a teenager? Did you, what, what, what happened? So in high, after, when I got out of high school, to be honest, like life became a cocktail of bad decisions and alcohol <laughs> I oh. mean, really it was it was just a, it was a journey of trying to learn how to socialize trying to learn how to fit in with people and and failing at at every every turn on that notion i mean it was it was um i, I never none of the people that or and i would say very very few of the people that i associated with them back with back then could I call friends? I mean, they were more associates and you know, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, so to speak. So I yep. was yep. trying to do good, trying to fit in with people, trying to, to be somebody or be seen as something. And in turn, I ended up going down a very destructive path. Um, I, I ended up, I sold a lot of synthetic marijuana um, I was a, a big pusher for that um, back then. Um, I was I was highly addicted to it, and it was it was a very dangerous um, area of my life. Uh, Did you say synthetic marijuana? Synthetic marijuana. What is, was what is that? It's uh, we were ordering, we were taking um, uh, certain things, grinding them up that you currently could, would you smoke it? It would not do anything for you. And then we were spraying them down with chemicals that we were getting off of the dark web and we were, and we were selling, yeah, it was really, really bad. It was a horrible, horrible experience, but I learned a lot from it. You know, it was like a lot of people heard of K2, um, uh, which is where it started. There was K2, there was mean green, uh, the devil's head, these different things. And I, I saw people really, like, I wasn't thinking about the damage I was doing to someone. I just saw like, okay, when I make this stuff, people like me. Mm. And then I realized I make money, a lot of money for making this stuff. Right. And the more money I have, the more people like me. So why wow. uh, it was it was a rabbit hole, all right, and yeah. I was just gone. And it was a it was a bad thing. I'm 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 glad I got shut down. I'm glad everything stopped. It was uh, because that was How, did you did you did did law enforcement end up? No, it was oh. completely legal. Um, so oh. I wasn't breaking any laws. Got you. like I mean, I was my product was called Hell's Brew. And at one point um, we were even like, we went to different head shops and we were fixing to go mass to the market. Uh, We were going to have our own package, our own little uh, packages and stuff and, and have them go out and sell it across the country. 
But then the government stepped in and was like, hey, this is not okay. We got to shut this down. And and thankfully, we did. Went, once they said this is illegal, we pulled the plug. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, and how, and that was right after high school. How that old was were, right after high school. How old were you when they shut it down? So, I had been working <laughs> on it for a little over three years. Um, so I was probably, I was about 20, I was 19 or 19 or 20 years old. Wow. Whenever they actually shut everything down. Cause I hadn't, I, I hadn't turned 21 yet. Cause I, I, I specifically remember that, um, uh, still having to send other people to get alcohol. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so that, um, so you ended up going down this road and, and, and how, how, what happened next? Where, where did you end up? I mean, you're no longer doing that because it's no. illegal. And <laughs> so what, 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 what did you get a, a regular job or have so, you? Uh, well, I did eventually. Yeah. Um, I ended up like, like whenever that became illegal, um, I went and I worked at a place called Piggly Wiggly. Uh, no All right. Ago. Yeah, a lot of folks. Yeah. A lot of folks have never heard of Piggly Wiggly. Um, yeah, it's it's one of them more down home grocery stores. <laughs> yeah, I've Got heard it. Man, I've never been in one, but I've heard it mentioned. I think on. Uh on on movies or whatever yeah they got porky the pig is the symbol of it and, wow well i became one of the guys stocking the shelves and i was like wow i hate my life um <laughs> yeah yeah i was like this is because what i found out when i was selling synthetic was you don't get addicted to the drug you get addicted to the lifestyle right right and that was the problem is like i got addicted to to that area of things just like having friends friends influence so so to speak but uh but yeah anyway i worked at piggly wiggly and, yep. and i was i was stocking shelves and everything and then one day uh i i had a panic attack because people were like flooding into the store it was an overwhelming experience i, I went into what's called sensory overload yeah uh, which is something that a lot of people with autism suffer with uh and uh, the lady that i was bagging groceries for like as I'm like I, I I'm, I'm like on the ground panicking. All I everything went quiet, and all I could hear was her saying, "Why would y'all have a retard working for you? What's wrong?" Oh my god! And then uh, the the and this boss, is it. Yeah. This is in Arkansas. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this was in Star City, Arkansas. Okay. So uh, then the woman who runs the store. Or where runs it? She was the manager, and she was not very nice to begin with. But she, like a few hours later, after I'd settled down and everything, I was sitting in the the cooler room or the back of the of the place or whatever, and she walked up with a write up slip and told me to sign it. And I was like, "Oh, what is this?" And in on it, it said that I was disruptive and incapable of working around others. And I was like this that's not fair you can't you at the time i didn't know the legal aspects of this but wow. in my mind i'm thinking you can't fire me because of something i can't i have no control over that right or, or right so I thought you know right. and and uh so i mean i was distraught i mean so she gave me my final paycheck and i walked home and then at when wow. i got home i uh i tried to kill myself so 
like I hung myself from the second story window of of our house uh, with a ski rope, <laughs> and wow. it didn't work. Obviously, I'm still here. Uh, but uh, <laughs> thank God. Yeah. So wow. it was it was a like, and then from there it just was a, a spiraled into depression. Um, it was uh, it was just a a, a horrendous. Like time, the time that I'm, I'm thankful that I went through all of it because it gives today perspective. It gives the darkness gives your light value. That's why you say like you, you smile in your darkness in your darkest days because without them, the light would hold absolutely no value. Right. And so I'm thankful for that. But um, how did yeah. uh, how did you? <clears throat> I don't want to dig too deep on this, but. I mean, you tried to kill yourself, dude. You just like you just like glazed over that, like it, you know everybody does that. Not uh, sorry, yeah, not, not everybody I'm, does that, man. So what, like you, um, man, you had to be in a in a in a a really 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 dark place to do that. Yeah, I was. Wow. I was. I mean, it was. Uh, I, I was just tired. I was just really, really what it came down to was I was tired of this disconnect. Like I, I was just sick and tired of having no connection to people. Mm. It, it was it was like it's like imagine, imagine for a moment that you're a computer and you, you're brought to life into a world of people yeah. and you're told to feel. How do you program a computer to feel? Right. That's the way it feels being an Aspie. Wow. Is is what do you I remember when my my Aunt Teresa, she got me a vehicle for the first time. It was a it was a Chevy Blazer, an old dark red one. And she she came up and she was like, I got a surprise for you. And I was like, okay. And she hands me keys and she said, I got you a vehicle. And I remember being so excited that i wanted to jump out of my skin but outwardly had no idea how to express it wow and i remember the i'll never forget the look on her face when she looked at me and a tear welled up in her eye and she said i thought you would be happy i thought you'd be excited and i just told her i was like i said i i i am but i don't know how to show you and i was sick of that like i was tired of it like imagine you you when someone's being sarcastic you don't know when someone's being hateful to you and they're being rude you don't even realize it you just take it as another statement and the wow. other people are laughing at you because you you didn't you're the only one in the room that didn't get that you were the butt of the joke wow and, and it, it, i was just fed up with it i mean yeah. every single person that you call a friend ends up turning on you Every single person that, 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 that you think loves you ends up turning their back on you, or so you believe them to be. See, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, it, there's all the, there's those illusions, perception yeah. of perception. But I was just, I was sick of it. I mean, honestly, dying had to hurt less than living at that point. Wow, I mean, man. And that, that was the way that I've, I was, uh, that's where I was. So I did, 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 did the, and I don't know if you know this or not, but did the, did the Piggly Wiggly, I'll be nice. Did the Piggly Wiggly manager, which I can't even believe I'm calling her that. 
Did she end up losing her job eventually? Or do you she know? She still works there to this day. Come on, man. I've went back to this store and she still works there. Oh my Lord have mercy. Wow. And I actually thanked her. I've actually, I've, I've, I've approached her um, since then. And, and uh, I'm sure she took it with a grain of salt, but, but I, I think, I thanked the woman. I was, I said, I mean, I told her, I was like, uh, I don't remember her name, um, but, but I, I, I probably I told starts her. with a B. <laughs> Does it end with a little bit of an itch? <laughs> um, Maybe. <laughs> um, but no, uh, 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 she, I, I approached her and I told her, I was like, Hey, I, I just, I just wanted to say, thank you. I don't know if you remember me, but you fired me, uh, many years ago for, uh, having a panic attack while working here. And, uh, I wow. just want you to know that you, you set me free. Uh, I was, Dude, I, I, I just was got like, chills all over my back. Hey, and wow. and she she didn't. I don't think she thought anything of it. I don't think she even remembered me, honestly. But, really? uh, but yeah, she didn't really have anything. She was like, "Hmm." I was like, oh, "Okay." That was the only reaction I got. She didn't say wow. anything. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, but so, yeah. So 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 you tried to hang yourself from second story window. You said. Yeah, so I took a the ski rope, you know, the ski ropes. Yeah, they have the handle on it. Yeah, so I took the handle and I wrapped it or und, I put it under a couch in front of the window and then pulled it around and put the string through it, and so that the couch was the hook. And I just uh, I eased out the window and jumped, and it uh, didn't work. It I uh, woke up on the ground. A ski rope broke. Tell me how that happens. That uh, that's called <laughs> that's called God. Yeah, that's what some people have said. <laughs> Man, so wow, dude. Um, so did you? You said you sunk into a deep depression after that. Yeah. Did, yeah. Did, did, were you like couldn't even kill myself? Right. <laughs> that's actually something that crossed my mind. I was like, I was like, dang, dude, you suck so bad. You can't even kill yourself. And to think you wanted to win it, go into the military and, and do this. Like, like how do you, um, I, it was, it was bad. Yeah, I did. I went into a really deep depression and, and, yeah. and then, um, there was, uh, my, my, I actually attempted to kill myself on four different occasions. Oh my um, Lord. Three of which I've shared from stage. No, two of which I've shared from stage. Um, and the other two, I don't really talk about, uh, um, but the second attempt was, uh, was a, a little bit, a few months down the line. I mean, the depression was getting really, really bad and I caught myself, uh, like trying in such a desperate attempt to make friends that I was put myself in embarrassing situations. Uh, I would, I would basically belittle my own self. I would, I would. I would put myself in situations where you're not going to win. It's not going to turn out good. Yeah. And I would do stupid things. And, and, um, uh, sorry, it's hard to talk about it. Um, but anyway, there was a, there, I got invited to a party. Um, and I didn't get invited to parties. So mm -hmm. it was a big deal for me. I, I, I got really excited and I, I thought maybe, okay, 
this is this is it. This is my getting out of this slump moment. All right. And I uh, I put on my best clothes and they came and picked me up and we went went to this uh this I I believe the man's name was Ryan Thrower. I don't remember. But we went to a party and like when we got there, like they handed me alcohol. I don't normally drink. I didn't like I tried. Like I was one of them guys like I, I drank for a little while and then I quit. I drank for a little while and then I quit. And now I don't drink at all. Um, thanks to Eric Swanson. <laughs> he, he suggested that. But anyway, uh, but um, I, I, I tried to, I drank a little bit trying to socialize. And then I remember the guys that, that, that brought me there, they came up to me and they said, um, uh, would you like to go see our new deer stand? And I was like, yeah. I mean, at the time I was a very avid hunter. Um, it's something that I was, it was like in my blood. It's how I was raised and I was, I got really excited. So we go out into the woods and after we were walking for like 20, 30 minutes, I mean, um, I, I have no idea how far out we had went. It was a long ways. And then all of a sudden I felt a pop on the base of my skull. And I, I was, as I was teetering on the brink of consciousness, I, I, I I came I came to, and his friends were holding me by my arms and legs and and dousing me with gasoline. Um, they even tried to uh, make me they tried to make me drink it, which didn't work. Um, wow! But then when they let me go, uh, they had you know those bundles of Roman candles about yeah. that big around. Uh, each one of them had several packages of them in their jackets, and they pulled them out. And basically informed me that my fate was at the duration of a fuse. I mean, and he's told me to run. So I did. And I ran and ran and ran and ran and ran. And all I could, like, I just remember him like, screaming, like, you're going to burn, retard. You're going to burn. And it was like, wow. I, I had this strange experience where... All of a sudden, the fear was gone, and there was almost a bliss for a moment. And then right after that, this thought crossed my mind. I wish one of these fireballs would hit me. Wow. Because, I mean, in that, I mean, to me, in that moment, being burned alive couldn't have possibly hurt as much as knowing there wasn't a single person in this world you could call your friend. And it, and you know, it, it puts a, it puts a whole other perspective on that term, light a fire under your butt, doesn't it? Wow. <laughs> you know, people say, because like, I, I remember I ran until wow. the sun came up, and I, I, I mean, it was probably about one o'clock in the morning whenever we went out in the woods, and I remember I ran and I ran and I ran until I saw the sun creep creeping up, and I don't know when I lost them. I don't know when I got away. I just, I don't remember losing them. I just was running and going. Wow, and man. Going. And um, it's, it's funny. People, like, if you were to put me in a normal situation and tell me to run, I'm going to make it 30 yards and then die. Like, <laughs> as a, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't run. I'm, I can run. I don't run very well uh, when it, for long distances. Um, so, but in that moment, and this is a lesson to be learned. When you put purpose behind something, 
suddenly you're capable of doing things that weren't possible before. See, right. I didn't want to be burned alive. That was my purpose. Now, suddenly yeah. I can run and there's no limit. And, and I, I mean, and I discovered, I discovered while running through that valley. And that is that, that your purpose will be found within your darkest hours. And wow. within your purpose, you'll find strength beyond measure. Wow. And, uh, but to kind of skip ahead a little bit, I, I ended up getting picked up by this old guy. I found a dirt road. Um, and I, I just walked, followed it and followed it and followed it. Um, and I, this old guy in a pickup truck picked me up. And I remember him asking me where I lived. And that was the only question I remember answering in that moment. I, I, I know he asked me some other questions, but I don't remember what he asked me. Um, I don't think I even heard him. Uh, like, I, But I do remember him asking me where I live. And I answered that. And then all I could do was either I was just stare at the his rusted floor or look out the window the whole ride back. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, what what causes people to do these things? Why, why, what have I done? I've obviously deserved this in some way. I've obviously done something to deserve such hate. What was it? And I couldn't figure it out. So I went home and I got, I, I, I remember uh, I tried to take a nap. And I couldn't take a nap because I kept seeing like flashes of, of like running through the woods and flashes of, of them holding my legs. And, and it was just, I mean, I, I got PTSD from the incident and, wow. and, um, I went into my uncle's room and I got his 410 shotgun and I went into our sunroom, which is a little uh, place with sliding glass doors with white tile that, and you can see the school across the street. And I just, I looked at the school and I remember just giving up and I loaded up that shotgun and I put it to my mouth and I pulled the trigger with my toe and heard a click. It didn't go off. Why? So I, I wow. pulled, the, the, I pulled the, the round out and there was barely even a scratch on the firing cap. The, the back of the shotgun shell. Wow. There's barely even a scratch on it. And I still have that shell till this day. I don't have it here, but I have it. And it, and I keep it put away as um, just as a reminder because you know sometimes in sometimes life gives you uh, uh, signals and the one in that moment for me was hey stupid it ain't your time <laughs> wow <laughs> so um, so what and this is after the the ski rope breaking yes this is months several months afterwards um, so what that led to was uh, I ended up ended up like. I was just in my head. I'm thinking, wow, you suck at killing yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just like thinking like, dude, you're really not good at this. I think you wow. need to find another career. Okay. Cause this one's not for you. Yeah. All right. Um, so wow. I ended up leaving and I went to a place called Cane Creek. Now Cane Creek is a place near star city that every, all the locals know about where a family of bald eagles lives. Now, right. Now I guess it's still Arkansas. Yes, we're okay. still we're still in the same spot. We haven't left. Okay, okay. so this is this is the uh, this is the wrap up. Okay, so it was it, I, I went down there and I would always sit by the creek and skip rocks to calm my mind. And I was sitting there skipping rocks one day and I saw these eagles working on a nest. And they would bring these little branches 
and they would weave on one would bring it and the other one would perfectly weave it into its position and they were building this huge massive nest and something clicked in that moment the most beautiful things in this world are made up of tiny broken pieces brought together to do something great wow a, a powerful oak tree that never bends for the wind is something to be admired, but it alone cannot be the home to something as majestic as an eagle. See, a home, a home requires broken pieces. Mm. They have to be separated and broken before they can be brought back together and weaved into something that holds purpose and brings life into the world. And that was that was just this big moment for me. Like it was a, it was a, it was all, it was like my first wow moment in life. My first, the first time I ever sat back and went, there's more to life than pain. This is not my reality. This is just where I am right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Dude, you're going to bring tears to my eyes. That's unbelievable. Like, seriously, it's unbelievable. That's a God moment, man. That's God whispering to you. It was. It, I mean, I, I, um, it was something. I don't know, but it, it, it really it shifted my peridium. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, and, and if you think about it, all of your viewers know this to be true. Think about it for a moment. When your family is arguing and fighting and everything's in turmoil and it's 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 a it's a, a horrible it seems to be a horrible experience that's tearing you apart. When you come back together, are those not the exact things that make you the family you are? It makes you stronger. Yeah. See, you, you never really know your spouse until you've had a fight with her. <laughs> right. right you never yeah you you never know you never know just how much worth that dog has until you've seen its bite and that's and that's really if we we can always we can all take that into perspective for our lives is is that that all the times in your life whether it be your relationships or even your own body the the times when you were broken, the times when you 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 felt less than, like these things were the were oh goodness gracious, okay. kids going gonna have to get rid of them. One second. <laughs> You're okay. Oh, he's 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 hollering at people. <laughs> Pam says you've been gr given some great wisdom. Sorry, wow. I'm here. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, so, um, wow, man. So in that moment, you saw the Eagles building their nest. You had this huge revelation, which is. I'm sorry, man. I You're I okay. You're fine, man. It's fine. Hey. Most people okay. watching have kids, so <laughs> well, they're not mine, but I'm they are technically mine, not not birth, but I, I, I got you, I got you. <laughs> so, so, so you had this great revelation. Um, 
what happened next? Man, uh, so I ended up getting kicked out of my house uh, due to uh, trying to get back into the selling of uh, marijuana and, and different things. Uh, never sold any hard drugs or anything, but I did sell a lot of weed. Um, uh, uh, so anyway, I, 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 there was a, there was this long, there was this long gap of just chaos. I mean, going from here to there, to house, to home, to, to, I went and stayed with my dad for a while. And then while staying with my dad, I ended up finding a job working with thoroughbred racehorses. Now, this wow. is where everything really changed um, and everything started to really shape uh, how the story was going to play out or how the plane was going to land, you know, and it was, it was so like, I, and I never could keep a job I've been fired from over 20 jobs for my lack of communication skills wow. um, in total, like throughout my life. Yeah. But, uh, so, but I found this job working with thoroughbred racehorses and I, I started out as a hot walker and I moved up to a groom, and I, I, I you work seven days a week, sometimes twelve hours a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year, and I didn't get a day off for years. I mean, it was it was two or three years. I completely, completely honest, I don't know. It may have been two years, maybe three. I don't remember, but right. um, but not a single day off. And um, so, in that process, you have to find something that keeps you from going stir crazy. Um, so yeah. I would get on YouTube and do what so many of your viewers have tried to do. And you know that back before YouTube premium, you couldn't. And that is, I was trying to find free movies. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. So I ended up, um, I ended up coming across a guy named, uh, Ty Lopez. And I saw this really long, like two hour video of him in a garage going, Hey everybody, this is me and my Lamborghini and I'm going to tell you what's in this briefcase and whatever, whatever, and I, <laughs> I, or whatever. And like the whole video was, was him not telling me what was in the briefcase. So I'm like, I gotta know. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I go to YouTube and I ended up finding Ted talks, which really, really got me. So I saw the first Ted talk that I watched was start with why by Simon Sinek. Yep, great and, tech talk. Great talk. Yeah. And I had never seen a public speaker before. Not once in my life had I ever heard of public speaking. I didn't have a clue what it was. I mean, I never once did I think about Martin Luther King standing in front of people as public speaking. Right. Like it was it was uh, so but then all of a sudden just like I know it sounds cheesy, but I felt a fire light within the catacombs of my spirit. Like I was just like it, it engulfed me. And I just like I felt this this energy just pulsate from the top of my head, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's it." But then at the same time, I'm an Aspie. I'm defined as someone with social inabilities. How can someone who cannot have a conversation with one person? ever expect to stand in front of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people and deliver anything that's going to potentially change their life. How is that even possible? Right. Right. So, uh, I was, 
uh, I started working on myself more as I saw TED Talks and I'm learning more about self-development. I realized that while going to work each day um, that the horses would react to how I felt inside no matter what I showed outside. So they were they were astronomically more in tune than we were in the realm of sixth sense. So if I was depressed on the inside or angry on the inside, even though if I was putting on a smile and working, the horses wouldn't cooperate. They would nudge you around. They would bully you, step on your feet. They, they wouldn't act right. But whenever you felt right on the inside and you were exerting this, this, this energy of, of, of whatever you want to call it, positivity, uh, happiness, whatever it was, I don't thoroughly understand it, but, something was 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 letting out they would do what they were told they were sweet they were gentle they would like whenever you if you ride them they they calm down and they listen to your your commands and everything seems to go like butter and as soon as you change that and you flip that switch even if it's only on the inside the horse knows and I feel like that's where the term horse sense comes from because they sense things that we don't. Yeah. And so I, I, I was getting further into self-development. Then I came across a quote by Zig Ziglar and it ne said, never, never heard of the guy. I know. Right. No <laughs> one's ever heard of old Zig. So it said, you can have anything in this world you want. If you're only willing to help enough other people get what they want. Yeah. <laughs> and some people even say I sound like him. <laughs> but uh but um it's caused a shift in my paradigm. And I started asking myself, well what why why do you deserve what it is you want? I mean, why do you deserve to speak on stage and in, in front of all these people? What what have you, what contribution have you made to the world to make your, you, your, you worth listening to? And I, I, I really, I, I pondered back and forth in my mind, um, just like, what is it? What can I do? What, what's, what's the, and, the answer to this? And, like, where can I go? It, this, hold uh -huh. it. This is while you're working with the horses. Yes. Wow. This is all, all working with the horses every day when I got off. As I'm walking horses or grooming horses, I'm listening to TED Talks. Um, and, and this I'm is in Arkansas to, to seminars, um, just like, like, no, 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 this is after, I'm sorry, I skipped this. So this is once I was in Kentucky, oh. I had, I was moved, I moved with the horses. That's how I got away from my, how me and my dad had no longer lived together. My bad. I, I mixed no, no, that no, up. No, so, so yeah, I got the job with the horses and yeah. And then, and when you work with racehorses, you travel with the horse gotcha. okay. around the country. Gotcha. Um, so, um, so anyway, uh, like I, I really started asking myself, like, what, what is it that I have to do to overcome this life-threatening anxiety and, and what, like, what has to happen? And then when I stopped asking that question and I started asking, what contribution are you making? And that seems cheesy and kind of uh, wishy-washy, but it's not. See, you, you will not receive in this world what you deserve, ever. 
You will only receive in this world that of two things. That of which you give and that of which you are currently capable of managing. Write that one down. You will receive in this world an equivalent to that of which you give and that of which you're currently capable of managing. If you can't manage $100, don't think you're going to become a millionaire. If you can't manage 10 people at a job site, don't think you're going to run a company. If you can't keep one acre of land mowed, why on earth could you expect to own a farm? So the answer to me, uh, the answer to all these problems came in an instant. Pizza. That makes pizza. That was the answer to like all my problems. Perfect sense. It does, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Well, that's the gem for the that's for the gym. That's the gem for today. The key to success is pizza. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have a good night. <laughs> wow. All right. So I know some of y'all are wondering, like, was it pepperoni or sausage? No, actually, it was little Caesars. Um, so <laughs> so I ended up I had a bicycle, a bungee cord, and I was making about $179 a week. Um, at this time, it was, uh, you work with horses cause you love them, not because it pays. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, I ended up taking $50. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was reading the comments. So I ended yeah, up taking $50 out of my, that 179 every week. That's my, and I would go to, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's been very active in the comments. Yep, she that's has. awesome. She has. Uh, so, Miss Jill, I will definitely have to connect with you. And Katie, Katie Myers, Rich Finality, everybody, thank you so much for being on here. Uh, Nasira, I hope I'm saying that right. Karen, um, uh, Rick, Lucas, everybody, man, thank y'all so much for joining. By the way, if you're live, do me a favor. Drop a hashtag live if you're live. And if you're on the replay, drop a hashtag replay. <laughs> and that share button wherever it's at because you don't know who needs to hear this message, okay? Um, uh, so pizza. I, I, yeah, I, let's get back I to that. So pizza is, is, uh, was, seemed to be like the, the, the answer was. So <laughs> I ended up, uh, I took $50 out of each paycheck and I would go to Little Caesars and I realized that I could, I could, t- I could buy six $5 hot and ready pizzas every single day with $50 a week. And that's exactly how many pizzas will fit on a bicycle. I don't know how <laughs> many of y'all have tried this, Wow! but I tried 10 and it doesn't work. Wow. Uh, okay. Six is where it stops. So you get your bungee cord and you strap it on there and you hold on to it. You put your chin on top of the pizzas and you, and then I went around town and I found homeless people and I sat down beside them. I would give them a pizza and then I would say, tell me your story, brother. Share some wisdom with me. And then like, as as I was doing this, I was learning to communicate through, through listening versus speaking. So it was, a, it was a, it was, it's a different paradigm. It's a different way of looking at it. Yep. So it, we, we were born with one mouth and two ears. Yep. <laughs> so you're supposed to listen twice as much as you speak. Well, yep. I didn't understand that really. So I would, um, I would listen to these people's stories and, and then, and in turn, I got more and more comfortable asking questions. And then I realized while getting more comfortable asking questions, I became more comfortable answering them. 
So it was, it, 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 it would, and then I would go from talking to them and then I would go to places like Walmart or the mall because I have, uh, I've, uh, I don't suffer from it very much anymore. Sometimes it still gets to me, but a fear of open spaces. I don't know what it's called. I don't remember. Um, but like it, at the mall, it's a very long, large hallway. Yeah. So instead of walking in the center, I would walk next to the wall, like with my shoulder touching the wall or something. And, and, and I, I would feel this like feeling to want to curl up like that. Anytime I got into like the, the middle of the hallway. So I would go to places and purposely walk through the middle. And then I, after talking to people for a while, um, I started, I realized that compliments are ways to start conversation. And it's very, it's a lot easier to, um, to, uh, engage with people if you start with a compliment. Um, and then I met this old black guy. He had white curly hair and, uh, a big grin and no, it was not Curtis Lowe. <laughs> so y'all know. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so anyway, I met him. And, all, this is in Kentucky, right? This is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So this is all through a matter of six months. Okay. So all this happened. So, um, anyway, I, 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 this old black guy, I, I sat down with him and I gave him the pizza and he starts eating and he was like, son, can I tell you a story? I was like, absolutely, man. That's why I'm here. Come on, man. Like, Hey, he laid on me. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he said, you know, there once was a young man, a lot like you. And he, he, he went to a temple, uh, at, where there were many monks and he begged them or a monastery. I'm sorry. And he begged them to, to train him in the way. And uh, they told him, no, told him, no, told him, no. Well, finally they agreed. And then one day after he'd been with them for a while, the head monk bursts into the dorm uh, while they're sleeping and says, everybody get up, get outside now. And everybody scrambles and they get outside. And when they get out there, there's shovels laying on the ground. And he said, take these shovels and I want you to move this pile of dirt, which was a massive mound from here to over there, about a hundred, 200 yards away. Mm -hmm. Well, it took them three days to move the dirt. And when they were done, they were proud of themselves. So they laid their shovels down and they went in to rest. Well, the next morning, the head monk bursts into the dorm. Everybody get up, get outside now. And they're like, oh, what? Okay. So they get up, they get out there. And he was like, look, I don't understand what's wrong with you people. I told you I wanted the dirt moved from over there to over there or over there to over there, whatever. Yeah. It was right back where they had just moved it from. And begrudgingly, they all picked up their shovels and they moved it. And when they were done, the same thing happened again. The, the head monk bursts into the dorm. He's like, everybody get up, get outside now. He tells them to move the dirt once again. And the new guy snaps. He was like, nope, I'm done. I'm not doing anymore. I'm not moving any more dirt. I came here for you to teach me the way. And you've got me doing chores. And the, <laughs> old, the, the monk looked at him and said, young man, moving the dirt is easy. Thinking about it is hard. And in that moment, mm. I realized anxiety was in the mind. See, it was never in the diagnosis. Someone else's observations of you hold no power over your future unless you give them the ability to control your life. Wow. And it, it was 
it was the catapult that was needed and not just needed but required to push me past those anxious barriers and you know what i do you know what i i, I discovered when it comes to helping thousands of people around the world overcome anxiety is there was this one thing missing from all the trainings where people try to help you with anxiety and it's the loop see the loop yes this is the key this is the one key if the, if no one sees anything else in this video i hope that you can take this one thing home with you okay because there's someone in the comments right now that deals with some form of anxiety, whether it, and, and whether it be angry outrages, whether it be depression, whether it be anxiety at your job or with those kids that won't seem to do what you tell them to or your or your spouse or your friends. You don't or you're the, your business. There's something that you're feeling anxiety about. And what I discovered was if you locate the loop, you can stop it before it happens. So if you look at every single event, like me personally, when I was when I was walking through the mall and I was feeling that fear, yeah, I thought it was something that was happening naturally because through the program, I've programmed the computer to believe that it is. So it's something that happens normally. But if you actually pay attention and look back on every single angry outrage you've ever had, yeah. Every single time you ever felt anxiety prior to you actually snapping, actually laying the final straw on the camel camel's back, you were replaying a loop in your mind. Yep. Whether it be something someone said to you uh, or uh, 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 ten years ago, and and then you do these three the three most dangerous things in psychology, you focus on shoulda, coulda, and woulda. Right. Those three things will hook you into anxiety and solidify that loop. And once that loop is solidified in your mind, anxiety attack, angry outburst, you yell at your family, you, you don't think straight, you mess up at work. But if you only take a moment and look and, and look at it, you can see the loop happening. Yeah, you'll start thinking about something negative that happened in your life, something that you think is going to happen, something that 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 is bothering you in some way, and you think, well, man, if I would have had a baseball bat, I would have smacked him upside the head. I mean, if I would have, oh man, I should have, uh, I man, I shouldn't have said that, but I did, and now and then, and then all of a sudden, an hour later, you're thinking about, you're angry about something that had nothing to do with that, like you started looking up something on YouTube and ended up at cat videos. Right. All right. You know, and for people that have joined late, I want to, mm -hmm. I want to remind or, or, you know, tell everybody what you said earlier that you're, you're a dude that, that, you know, has been diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, right? Which is a form of, you said down syndrome. No, it's autism. Autism. My bad. It's a and, high functioning form of autism. Okay. So a form of autism and, and, dude, you, you don't, you seem beyond normal. Like you, you're, you, you're, this is wisdom coming from somebody that has lived that your entire life with that diagnosis. And, and you're, you're on a different level, man. You're on well, a completely different level. I'm very much obliged, but, uh, you know, we should take compliments just as well as insults with a grain of salt. 
<laughs> so wow. I, I do appreciate that. Um, but it's like this. Our brain is a computer and it does what you program it to do. Right. Sometimes there are viruses and sometimes there are glitches in the algorithm. But when you learn how to program, you can compensate for all that. See, right. see that's the locating the loop and preventing shoulda, coulda, woulda. For, I mean, this is not craneteen.com. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. This is right. you. All right. So you it is is if you if you if you learn that and that the loop is the key to all of it. Right. All of it. Anxiety, fear. When it comes to you when you, you need to make those cold calls in your business. Yeah. And the fear that you feel, the anxiety you feel about picking up the phone again doesn't derive from what's actually happening in the moment, it derives from the loop that your mind is stuck in from what either happened or what you are anticipating to happen. Right. Break the loop, solve the problem. Yep. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. So, so you got into, um, you were working with the horses and, and had all these, the, I mean, unbelievable revelations occur and, and you, at some point you got it. I can't believe it's already been an hour, man. This is flown by. So, so you, you ended up getting into public speaking. Yes. So when did that happen? So it was like, that was the goal from the first moment that I saw the Ted talks was to become a public speaker. Wow. Um, and I actually, um, I've actually had the privilege of speaking on the stage with Brian Tracy um, wow. who is the one I listened to one of his talks and he said, write down a, 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 a goal that is not written down on paper is just a dream. So you write down and he said, he said, write down your goal, write down a specific date, write it in detail, refine it every day, repeat it and remember it. And it'll, and, and, and through the, through, uh, the different laws of the universe, whether it be the reticular activating system in your mind or the butterfly effect, you will come to this uh, goal. So I wrote down that I, I was a world-renowned keynote speaker. I made $10,000 a month for my services rendered. Things of this nature went into ex explicit detail and read it every day. And um, what was really cool was one day before the date that I put on the paper for when I would give my first talk without telling anyone that I wanted to be a public speaker. And I was asked to, to give a talk on Millionaire's Row at Churchill Downs in Kentucky wow. for the Backside Learning Center because I was one of the people that hung around and helped them out a lot. And they just happened to call me and they said, hey, you'd be a good spokesperson for, for the Learning Center. Would you like to give a talk in, in our regard? And and try and help uh, get uh, get us more donations. So I did, and we went. Our goal was like, I don't remember. I think it, I think our goal was five thousand dollars, and we earned like eighty thousand. It was crazy. So, uh, wow. but but I was like, wow, I might be good at this. <laughs> and um and and yes, yeah, so I went from there, and then I ended up uh like speaking in Vegas. That's a whole nother story. I'm sure you, we don't have, if we had time, I'd explain it, but you go I'm for sure. it, go for it, man. Oh, 
Okay, so we don't have a time limit here. No, I mean I like to keep it around an hour normally, but I, I we go over. It's good. It's it's okay. My, okay, it's my show and it's the internet, man. We'll do whatever we want. All right, do whatever you want, whenever you want. I love it. All right, it. I like that. That's it. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, so like I, there was a guy by the name of Lauren Harris, um, in in uh, he'll probably watch this video later. Um, so he put a post on Facebook that said, if you've ever thought about sharing your story with the world, send a text message to this number. So I did, I sent a text message and we got on the phone and after about two or three minutes of talking to him, he was like, cause he answered the phone and he was like, tell me a story. I was like, okay. So I started giving him like this little story I came up with about water. And it's a talk that I share from stage. Um, uh, it, it so it's like it's a talk that we, we I share from stage where I talk about how if you take water and you dam it up and you don't let it move, it eventually will become stagnant, full of nasty things like nepidae, water scorpions, gar, um, algae, things of this nature, things that breed death. Right. Things they even it even has a bad smell. No one wants to be around stagnant water. Right. But the beautiful thing that the, the beautiful thing is. When as soon as that water breaks its barrier in any direction, it begins carving a new within a short period of time of carving a new path, it purifies. Then suddenly, after moving through and carving its own path for a short period of time, that pure water that's in motion brings life to everything around it. It has a beautiful smell. It has a beautiful sound. People travel from all over the world to see waterfalls and to listen to the sounds of nature. So the point is, we're 70 plus percent water. Now, let's say well, if, if you're, we're, since, since we're water, we have a tendency to follow suit and try to take the path of least resistance, which leads to stagnancy. But the path of least resistance is not always the best path. Right. See, to surround yourself with barriers makes you feel safe from the outside. But you rot from the inside. So you have to be willing to break barriers, carve new paths, and stay in motion. So when I told him that, he was like, you're going to Vegas. Wow. And I was like, what? I've never been to Vegas before. I've never been outside of, of like just other than working with horses, I'd never really been outside of Arkansas, you know, and uh, I spoke on his stage. Uh, I spoke for three minutes and got a five minute standing ovation. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. Wow. <laughs> um, Dude, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. So that's how I got into public speaking. And then once people saw me on his stage, it was kind of a, a, a ripple effect other people wanted me on their stages and that's where i found habitude warrior with eric swanson yeah he actually saw me speak on a stage that i spoke on that stage so and then i got to speak on wow. his stage and then i got to connect with you which is awesome that's so <laughs> awesome man wow it all revolved back around to here dude that is incredible <laughs> you have you have an incredible story, man. And, and I, I, I mean, with your unsuccessful, multiple unsuccessful attempts at, uh, ending your life, um, 
you know, that's that would be indicative of God saying, nope, I got a purpose for you, man. I got a purpose for you. And it's it's very, very evident what that purpose is. I'm I'm blown away by you, man. You you got you got a you got a lot of great things coming for you. So so right now, in the midst of the coronavirus and everybody is freaking out right now, um, some people more <laughs> than others. But you um, you know, people feel stuck right now. I mean, they do. There's people that that don't know how to make money without going to their job or they can't make, you know, whatever they they're, they're struggling. What do you say to those people to, to help them get through this really tough period of time that, that a lot of people are going through right now? What do you say to them to help them get unstuck to push through it? Appreciate the little things. So in these times, they're perfect for you to bring those pieces of the nest back together. See, during the chaos that we call freedom, outside of quarantine, outside of all the things going on in our everyday life, um, we... Uh, one second, there's a dog. Nope. Get your foot down. Sorry. <laughs> But like outside of uh, in our normal life, um, we we don't take time to mend all those broken pieces together. See, we're taking time to break them. We take time to throw them around and scatter them off, but we don't really take time to put them back together. So now you're in your home. You're you're. You're, you're in, this is a beautiful opportunity. See, people, people that are freaking out and feel like this is going to be the end or this is some terrible experience, it, it's, it's all personal. You and your family have the opportunity to take all those broken branches right now, bring them home to the nest, weave them together, and mend the things that you paid no attention to in the past. See, Joshua Colella, which is a very close friend of mine, and he's possibly watching right now. He once told me that children spell love, T-I-M-E. Yep. Time. Yep. Now, how much time do you give to your kids? I mean, now, I don't mean in between taking them, picking them up and taking them to school or or the little bit of time whenever you get off work and you just want to be by yourself and and you 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 fix them something to eat and then say hey yeah 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 y'all go play video games no that's not what I'm talking about it's about genuinely spent time with them right or with each other or for the for some of you you it's not other people that you need to work on right now it's yourself yep because if you're it, boredom boredom at its core is a lack of appreciation for life in itself. Is it yeah. not? Yeah. Because if we, if you're living in the moment, you are here. You are the 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 where you are is here. The time is now, and what you are is this moment. Wow. So for those of you who are struggling right now, financial problems are going to be an issue. 
Um, if you do need a, a new a, a way of, of maybe bringing in some extra income, reach out to me. I, I have a few methods, and I would be happy to share them with you and, 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 and see what we can do to help you. Um, uh, but when it comes to our mental state and just and just where we are in our head right now, I think this is a great opportunity. Um, you know, some of the, the great, all of the greatest inventions happened in solitude. Yeah. All of the greatest um, books that were written happened in solitude. How many people wrote the book to their life in the midst of chaos? Like where they're working every day, they're doing all this. Yeah, they come home and they work on it a little bit here and a little bit there, a little bit here and a little bit there. But if you think about it, you take away all the times they weren't working on it and look at the times they were, all the times they were actually working on it, they were by themselves. Yeah. Working on themselves. See, in solitude, you'll find gratitude. Within gratitude, you'll find purpose. And once you find purpose in each day, you'll no longer wake up, wake up bored. Yep. I mean, really, I, I mean, that's that's what I would give people is just take this time to bring your nest back together and and re and solidify some things that you didn't before. I mean, be smart, but don't panic. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. You know, it's, it's what it is. Dude, thank you so much for coming on here, being so transparent, sharing your story. You have an amazing story. If if you guys did not see this from the beginning, I really strongly encourage you to go back and watch this interview from the beginning because this young man has an unbelievable story. And you know what? You, you've come a long way from being curled up on the floor in that piggly wiggly having a panic attack to where you are today, man. Yes, I, I, I'm I, I'm honored to call you a friend. I very much appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. And thank you to everybody. Thank you, brother. I'm excited. Yeah, man. I appreciate everybody. People have shared this out like crazy. I, I really genuinely appreciate that. Thank you for all the love and the likes. And, and Tucker, thank you for taking the time to come on here. I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. And uh, I'd like to leave something with everybody. And may, many of you have seen me on shows. Y'all know what's coming because I don't switch it up much. Um, it's the motto that I live by. And and all I ask is if you don't take anything else from this show, at least take this, write it down, put it in your mirror, put it in your back pocket, put it in the back of your mind and just remember it. And I grant you that your life will change. And that is if you can be the spark that lights the way through the darkness, for even one person a day in any shape, form, or way. It don't matter if your name isn't remembered throughout history. Your entire life will be worthwhile. Thanks for having me on the show, brother. Dude, that's awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you to everybody else. Tucker, thank you. You rock.